as a as signifying what a great year it's been, but also asking the Lord for a, a reload for 2016 and a fresh anointing. And so, um, yeah, so come along if you're free on this Wednesday night, 7 p.m. We'd love to have you. It's always an amazing night. It doesn't matter how many or how few. It's always an amazing night, our outpouring services. So please come along and... Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I believe it's going to be a great time and uh, and a significant time. So, yeah, um, another thing I did want to say is that we're going to this Christmas do something we've never done before as a church. Um, and actually, Karen and I were talking about it. In my 40 years, every one of those years, and particularly the last 20 years, since I've been on worship team and Karen then worship, uh, led the worship team and then we were, uh, have been pastors, we have never had a Christmas morning where we're not rushing around, opening presents really quickly, dashing the kids off, dressing them up for, for a service on Christmas morning. And so we're not going to have a Christmas morning service this Christmas. We are going to have it on the Sunday prior to Christmas Day. Okay, does that make sense? And... Um, uh, partly because we've noticed that uh, traditions have changed for, for this modern world. Uh, but also we want to spend really good time with our family too. And, um, and we feel that's significant. But we want to make a really big um, special um, occasion on the Sunday prior to... I think Christmas is on a Friday this year or Thursday. So on that Sunday, come along and um, we really want to join together as a family and celebrate Christmas on that day. And so it's going to be really different for, for us, and I'm sure for some of you, uh, but we just felt right about that, and um, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how things change, isn't it? Um, but God is still with us, and we're still going to be celebrating. Um, but um, anyway, so I don't think there's any more notices or fill-in things I have to do, but I want to pray just before I get started today. Is that all right? Um, wow, only one person. Is, is that not okay with you? All right, I need a little more feedback. Remember that? (laughs) Well, Lord, we thank you that you are so good. And Lord, we pray today that you would release your glory in and through us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are here right now. And we ask, Lord, that you would wash off anything that isn't of you right now, the blood of Jesus just washing over us, just removing any doubts or fears, removing any baggage, removing any thoughts or distractions, Lord, so that your pure heart would be released in this house today. Lord, I pray that you would even release healing upon bodies. You would release your strength, your energy, your life, your truth your victory, your hope, whatever it is we're needing today. We pray for a supernatural transaction to take place in this place, even as we sit here. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would move in this place, that you would move in us today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just put your hand on the person next to you. I think it's, it's going to be appropriate. If you're already sitting next to him, I'm sure it is. And... Um, Lord, we just pray today that you would bless these people next to us. Lord, that you would give them more of you, more anointing, more vision, more refreshing, 
Lord, whatever they're needing, that today would be a significant shift into the new, a significant shift into the more, into what you have for them. Lord, we bless them this morning. We pray that you would pour out your spirit upon them, that you would do fresh and new things in and through them. In Jesus' name, we bless them. Holy Spirit, fill them up today. Amen. Well, today I want to share. I was in the bank this week and um, seeing the lady doing some account stuff. And um, I was looking over. I was getting a bit distracted because I was sort of waiting for her to uh, do something. And I was looking over at their shelf and they have, I don't know, about 50 different flyers um, and, it said, and it's got a big slogan down the side saying, information. You've probably seen these things in the banks. You know, they have flyers for just about everything, every different type of account or loan or credit card or superannuation or whatever it might be. They've got a flyer for it. And so I was looking over thinking, wow, that's a whole load of information sitting on there. And then this week as I was just um, praying and asking the Lord, um, I wasn't particularly feeling all that spiritual at the time. But then when I began to just mull on that for a moment, I realized that it's, it's only a whole load of information, but then something has to happen for it then to actually become active and living. And so what the Holy Spirit was talking to me about was taking our information into transformation. And... Um, it can sound like a cliche because it rhymes and then we get lost in the fact that I've just tried to make something rhyme. But I actually didn't. It, it just came to me really quickly that we, most of us, have sat in church for decades. Some of us just for a few short years and some of us maybe for months. But a lot of us have received so much information if we were to, and I've said this before some years ago, but it comes back to me regularly. I think about this. Let's say, for example, you wanted to become a, a mathematician. If you were to sit for two decades in lectures every single Sunday for three or four hours, two hours, whatever it might be, and then go away and during the week be reading through for, for two decades, you would pretty much be an incredible mathematician after two decades of doing that, right? You would have incredible knowledge. You'd be able to teach and train and really release that information to a whole load of people because you would now be an authoritarian on the topic, wouldn't you? And we are like this in the kingdom. We've been sitting for a long time and a lot of us do a whole lot of things and release God in uh, amazing ways. And so I'm not in any way putting anyone down saying we don't activate things because we do. And yesterday was a good example of that. But... Um, what I'm feeling, even for 2016, is that there is going to be a stretching. There is going to be a, a, a shaping a little bit. Not a shaking. I said a shaping. Okay? I don't like shaking, but I'm okay with shaping, right? Um, but, but we have received so much information, and we are so blessed in Australia. We're so blessed in Adelaide. We're so blessed even at this church to have so many apostolic voices speaking over us, blessing us, releasing good things. And we're, we can listen to podcasts. We can get Christian TV. We can read anything on our iPads. We can have so many instant things, sources of um, divulging that information inside of us, don't we? 
But it's a whole other ballgame to take that into transformation. Because it's one of those things that all of these theories, all of these ideologies, all of these concepts somehow have to become a reality. And um, for me, this is, the, this is always a challenge. This is not something I've perfected in any way. It's not something I think I've arrived at because all of us have, as believers are at different levels of being transformed. And I want to read from Psalm 119, verse 97, just to sort of set this up. And, and it says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I may obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for, your, for you yourself have taught me. And what I want to glean out of this is particularly in the verse 100. It says, I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. It doesn't matter who you are in life or what position you think you might have or don't have in life. If you obey the precepts, you can be more than just about anyone else around you. The kingdom of God doesn't run by the ranking system, does it? Or the world's ranking system or even Christianity's ranking system of how successful a church is or how successful you are or how successful you look or sound. Because the kingdom of God, if we obey the Father's commands over our lives, we will be promoted above a whole lot of other people that maybe they've even been really good in a whole lot of ways. But our main focus is to be obedient to the Father. When we're obedient to the Father and His laws for our life and His calling upon us, then the promotion comes. Then the transformation comes. And um, I want um, Tom just to throw up a, a phrase there that I've, I've wrote out. I tried to um, distill this whole sermon into one sentence, okay? So we could almost finish after reading this. But just take a little um, note of that and that summarizes what this message is for me today. The difference between being a person who others want to follow or not depends on whether we translate all our information into transformation. And the rubber hits the road with, I mean, there's a lot of people who can quote scripture. There's a lot of people who know what's going to happen to the minute in the end times. There's a whole lot of people that can, you know, recite all sorts of passages and their own the theories and theology of Scripture, but you may not necessarily see it transforming who they are or even feeling like you're being transformed in talking to them. You might feel like you're being stuffed with their theology, and it can feel like a wet blanket, can't it? If you're just getting someone else's theology dumped on you, it's got nothing to do with the kingdom of God. It's man's ideas and, and maybe his impressions or her impressions. But when we get around people who we feel transformed by, we can feel a difference, can't we? We can feel that, wow, I want to be like them. I want to hang around them. I want to listen to what they've got to say because there's something coming out of them that feels like living water. And we all need living water, don't we? And so it's, it's thank you, Ryan. Awesome. Everyone give Ryan a clap this morning. (laughs) 
Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> uh, it's okay. We'll get Jen stirred up in a moment and she'll kick in. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes preachers just have to loosen things up a little bit. And if it gets really random, that's all they're doing. Okay. So <laughs> I have to be careful I'm not too random because who knows where that could go. But anyway. The difference between a person who others want to follow or not depends on whether we translate all our information into transformation and the hardest transformation we will ever see is in ourselves. It's in us. We look for transformation in everyone else, don't we? And maybe you don't. Maybe you're perfect here this morning, but I know I have been, uh, you know, I've suffered from this ailment of hoping that everyone else would change so that the, the world would become perfect around me and everyone would just accept me for who I am and I can go on being arrogant and proud or whatever it might be. But the world doesn't tick like that because Jesus is absolutely concerted at making our hearts as pure as they possibly can be and as obedient to the Father as we possibly can. Why? Because he wants to express the kingdom of heaven through us. And he can't do that through impure vessels. So he wants to purify our hearts. He wants to renew our minds. He wants to make us look like him, sound like him, think like him. But it's very, very difficult if all we are is full of information. And even if on, whether it's on social media or just with people around you, if you can uh, quote all this stuff, even with a lot of the political stuff happening right now and the religious stuff happening in the world right now, it's like a boiling pot in some areas of the world. And, and we might have all sorts of opinions about, uh, and I know on the, on the internet, um, it's interesting right now with um, watching Christians have the two polar opposite opinions as to who should be the president of the United States in the next year or two. You've got this whole raft of Christians saying, we want Donald Trump. And you've got a whole raft of them saying, no way, you know. And they've all got good reasons for each of argument, you know. And so we can have such strong opinions about what we think, but it won't transform society and people, until people actually want what we've got, until what they want, what we say, and who we are. The hardest part about this for me and I was going to leave this out and sort of let myself off the hook a little bit because this is a difficult, difficult um, uh, verse I'm going to read. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4, and Paul actually says here, And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Now, this is a difficult verse or couple of verses for every single preacher in the world because we can say all sorts of things and produce CDs and fill our buildings full of people, but unless we can demonstrate the kingdom of God, ultimately, we, we're falling short. We're falling short of what God really has for us. And I feel this constantly. If we pray for people and what we desire to see doesn't come about, it's like, okay, Lord, we've still got a journey. We've still got a journey. We haven't failed because at least we're trying. And this is where we've got to give ourselves enough grace to know that living the supernatural life isn't necessarily the easy version of Christianity. It's much easier to have a doctrine that says, no, there is no gifts and no flow of the Holy Spirit in the world today. Why? Because you don't have to expect it and you don't have to fail in that arena anymore. So you don't have to have faith for it. All you have to have faith for is salvation. And so it's, it's a really interesting thing. It's, it's gone really quiet in here. Was that okay with you? 
Okay, the rubber's hitting the road. Peter, awesome. Ten bucks later. All right. It's, uh, this wasn't meant to be... This was meant to be like a Joel Osteen. Come on. I mean, you know, but we'll get there maybe in the end, you know. My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom. Words of wisdom are really, really good. I love listening to Bill Johnson. He's so wise. And uh, there's so much wisdom there. But the whole house he's created demonstrates something. And that's why people flock there. Because they want what they're serving up. Not just what's being spoken about or preached about or anything like that. But there's a demonstration. And this is, this is the atmosphere we continually go after and, and try to cultivate. Is not just talking about the kingdom but actually beginning to see it released. And it, what it does for me is it makes me look at the transformation within, within me. And I, and I think that this is a really, really healthy posture for us as believers to almost take the... I don't know if this, this is good theology or not, but to never even look at anyone else. Never even look at anyone else in the way of, uh, you know, or maybe they haven't got it right. But I think for me, this is a safer posture. To never worry about what anyone else is doing. Of course, we're going to feed from various places where we know we can take on good food, good spiritual, um, uplifting content and, and encouragement and infilling. But apart from that, never to even look left or right. Because the transformation must be personal. It has to be personal. Um, there's so many disgruntled Christians around the world, and let's put it more relative to us, you know, in Adelaide. So many disgruntled Christians floating around Adelaide and not even worshipping as the body. Why? Because they've been hurt, and the transformation is a really, really, really hard process. And sometimes we get it wrong. Pastors, leaders, churches, helpers, whoever, we all get it wrong. And so that process is a difficult journey. But then when we take it on the inward journey and we say, Lord, I don't even know why this has happened or what's going on, but I choose to take the path of transformation rather than just leaving it at, you know, putting everywhere else down. They're not doing it right. They're not doing it right. They can't do it right. They do this. They do that. That doesn't transform anyone. It brings us down. It's actually exactly what the enemy wants to do. It's, there's this principle been sticking with me in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and that is that it's, it's, the enemy can work just as well if we overshoot the mark as, as much as if we undershoot it. And what I mean by that is that he will take excesses or lack of and use them to frustrate us as believers. And so if we're, not, if we're not getting what we think we should be in a church, we might move on and then in the next church we might not get enough. And so there's like this lack. The enemy will use that. But then we might go to other places and, you know, let's say, for example, you know, a good example in this house, you know, we, where we've had some of the craziest Holy Spirit meetings in Adelaide. And, and sure, there might have been some people in the flesh or whatever else. And so the enemy tries to use that. Too. He tries to use both ends of the spectrum. But when we recognize the transformation is ours, it's not about everyone else. It's our journey of transformation. This is when we become a mature body of Christ because we're not worried about someone else. If they're in the flesh, who cares? Let them shake and bake in the flesh all day long. It has no bearing on my spirit. But we put ourselves in a posture of pride and we want to judge. Who are we to judge? And if we don't even forgive that process, we won't be forgiven ourselves. 
I mean, what a terrible thing. So even in, even in the hyper-spirituality, we can, we can let the enemy be at work. But then in the under-spirituality, we can too. So it's, it's like we've got to be wise with what the enemy wants to do and know that we have an enemy and he will try and use a lack or an excess. But I'm going to read it again. The difference between being a person, which is what I want to be, who others want to follow or that others don't want to follow, depends on whether we translate all our information into transformation. And by translating, it means actually make it real, make it evident, make it visible, make it audible. So people can tell that there's, there's not just, you're just not an encyclopedia of Christianity. There are a lot of really, really good encyclopedias of Christianity around. But there's few that you can think of that are just incredible people who transform the atmosphere wherever they go with the kingdom, with all that information. We had um, an amazing night this week um, with the school graduation night here. And it just hit me. Uh, you know, with the whole bunch of students graduating and all the teachers and parents, and it just uh, and this sort of I hadn't formed this this um, this completely by then, but it 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 hit me how much information has gone into thirteen years of these guys who are all sort of sitting here and th- you know every one of them hours, weeks, and months, and years of information just being sown into people and. What a shame if we don't then translate that into the kingdom so that others around us can actually get the benefit of all that information that's stuffed inside of us or the gift or the talent or whatever it might be that we have inside of us. We need to translate that to those around us. Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this is, this is a very popular uh, verse quoted readily these days uh, for obvious reasons. But when we read something that's really, really familiar, what I have to do is read it like 10 times so that I can make sure oh, I didn't just recite that because I know it or just because someone else preaches about it all the time. So it's like, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He wants to take control of our minds. He wants to take over our minds. And when he does that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a difference. There's going to be a renewing of our mind. And I, I believe this then has a flow-on effect to our spirits, to our relationships, to our husband or our wife or our kids or our workmates or whoever we are in a contextual relationship with, they will be able to tell that you are now translating the kingdom of God somehow. And maybe it's in how you didn't react. This is a huge one. This is a really, really big one. And, um, you know, I actually feel like we've just come so far in this. We've got so much better at this. But, um, you know, there's always a, a new level to go. But of the area of when there's someone around... And maybe they're not releasing the kingdom, they're not talking the kingdom of God, they're not talking in faith, and maybe they are one of those who is susceptible to pulling things down around them, or just a little slur, or just a little negativity. And it's very, very difficult to know what to do in that situation. But all we have to do sometimes is either go silent or disappear. 
We don't have to take on that stuff, do we? Sometimes we just have to say, okay, they're not going, I'm not going to cast pearls out this morning or I'm not going to cast pearls out because it's going to take my energy to have to argue this one down. I'm just departing. I'm just leaving this atmosphere and I'm going to go and translate my atmosphere somewhere else. And they'll soon know. They'll soon know. You know, it's like one of the easiest things. It's like that silence is like, ooh, they weren't with me. But it's a good thing not to be with them. The last verse I want to read is from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And uh, verse 18. Why don't you turn there? 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. And Paul says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. Now, I had to really read this one numerous times because we've heard that, that phrase being transformed from glory to glory, you know, for years and years and years. And when, when you begin to dwell on it and think, what does that really mean? That means he wants to take us from our current state of glory, whatever that might be, into a new state of glory. So it's a posture of never being happy quite with where we are. There's always more. Now, it's not a striving and, a, and an achieving just so that we can get extra marks on the board or anything like that, but it's recognizing that actually the Holy Spirit wants to take us, even this morning, where we are in our posture with the Lord. He wants to take us onto new glory and fresh glory. He wants to transform our mind. He wants to bring about fresh ways that the kingdom of God can be expressed in us and through us. And it might be in all sorts of different ways. You can never box this thing in. But the good thing I, I feel about this is we begin to demonstrate the kingdom when we let him demonstrate on us. When we let him bring that information to life. I mean, you think about it this morning. How many scriptures you know that are promises of God this morning right here? I mean, there'd be tons of them. Tons of them that you could just rattle off or you could write down. And you think the power of those words, the word of God in your life, it, it could do wonders for your family. It could do wonders for your career. It could do wonders for people around you and me. And, and we have this stuff just sitting in here like a well that if we just dig into this well and if we're bold enough to release it, Wow. I mean, it can change everything. It can certainly change the atmosphere of the people around us. It can certainly change the atmosphere of our home because he wants to take even our homes from glory to greater glory by the Spirit of God. He wants to do more. He wants to transform things. He wants to continually renew our minds, renew our spirits, and take us higher. But if I can come back to this, the thing that I constantly am reminded of it's easy to even preach like this and put it out there and we can even sit here this morning listen to what I'm saying and maybe put it out there um, to a certain place or think of yeah if only everyone else would get their act together you know wouldn't that be nice um, but if we forget about everyone around us just for 10 minutes and we say okay Lord what does it look like for you to renew me what does it look like for you to renew my mind what does it look like for me to be transformed? Not my husband, but me. Or not my wife, but me. What does that really look like? What does it sound like? 
What does it feel like when other people are around that kind of atmosphere? When I'm actually being transformed by the Father myself. When the rubber's hitting the road for me. I want us to take a couple of minutes this morning to close your eyes, don't worry about anyone else, and to really ask Holy Spirit now to highlight to you areas of transformation that he might have been working on for decades. He might have been working on for years. Maybe he'll just bring something to light this morning. But that we would be enlightened by something and we would let him touch the rubber of our road, not someone else. Not worried about anyone else. This is me time where we get personal with him. So Holy Spirit, I ask this morning that you would come and highlight to us personally the areas of transformation. To take all that information, all that knowledge, all those ideas, all that creativity, all those gifts, everything that you've got within us, our vessel. And you want to release transformation. But we first take this personally. And so I ask this morning, Lord, that you would release even a spirit of transformation in this house. A spirit of transformation that wants to take us from glory to glory ourselves. That is willing to look at ourselves and no one else. Willing to be accountable for our own mouths, for our own thoughts, for our own ideas, our own concepts. And so we do that this morning before you, Lord. And I ask that you would release great transformation for each and every one of us individually. And just let him speak to you now. Because it's easy to get through a whole sermon. You can go through years of listening to sermons and never maybe feel like there's any different transformation. This morning, we're going to let Holy Spirit just do some transformation because if we listen to his voice, he speaks. He speaks. It can be really simple. Lord, we choose this morning to not worry about what anyone else, what, uh, what posture they're in or what situation they're in or how they're dealing with anything going on in their lives. We ask that you would shine the searchlight of the Spirit of God inside of us and that you would bring to light areas that just need to be moved out of the way, repented of, removed, and that you would bring forth your glory today. You would bring forth transformation I just want us to stand and just keep in this atmosphere and maybe the band can come back up. But as you stand, I um, yeah, just don't focus on anyone else around you. Just keep your eyes closed. Um, I feel there's a particular group of people here this morning that um, you've felt this is for you. You've felt 
like um, there hasn't been the transformation that either you thought there should have or maybe there should have been, I'm not sure. But I want to pray this morning, particularly for you, that there would be a shift and taking things from just knowing about things and knowing the right ways of doing things into transforming. Transforming yourself and transforming atmospheres and other people around you. And so I want to pray for that this morning. And, um, but I just want to pray generally and just um, see what God might want to do. So if you're okay to just lift your hands and you guys can just begin playing something nice and quiet and spiritual and holy and, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Lord, we just wait on you this morning and we ask that you would release your presence for us to be a transforming people. A transforming people. A people who allow you to transform us and a people who transform those around us. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and demonstrate your power here this morning. Release. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If that was you and you know that this morning he's, he's speaking to you, he's quickening something to you for a, for a shift, then come out, the for, come out the front right now. I just want to pray real quickly. And um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Lord, we ask for a, a spirit of transformation just to be released in this place today. A spirit of transformation. D-Day, where we say enough is enough. D-Day, where we say it's time to move. It's time to, to get serious. It's time to release transformation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, let's just worship with Christy for a few minutes, yeah?
Let's just lift our hands together, just in worship for a minute together as a house, as a family. More aware. Just sing this out. Yes, Lord, more aware of you. Holy Spirit, your presence. More of your glory, Lord. More aware of your presence. Let us sing. Yes, Lord, right over this house. A demonstration. Yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Just keep your hands lifted. I just sense that the Holy Spirit wants to just move corporately a little this morning. Is that okay? Are you okay for that? Are you a little hungry for that? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Touch right now in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Fresh. Fresh. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, even over a couple of back, lower back pains in this area right here. Lord, we just release healing right now today. Be healed in the name of Jesus right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus right now. If that's you, just put your hand on it and just release that anointing right now. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, go on, go into that back and remove all pain. In Jesus' name. All pain in Jesus' name. Yeah, fresh fire. <sighs> yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah, thank you for hunger. Thank you for hunger and for freshness, for awakening, for stirring. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, in a minute, yeah. Yes, Lord. Yeah, we're just going to hover and worship a little bit. If you need to go, you can go. If you're a visitor, we'll um, give you a free coffee in the cafe. But um, yeah, stir it up this week. Take it into a new level of transformation. And we'll see what God does on Wednesday night together. But you're welcome to just hang and worship and receive as we do this. Bless you.